Welcome back to Gossip Happy Hour. I'm your host, Riley Wilkes, and I'm glad to talk to you guys again this week. So it's going to be just me again this week, recapping everything that's been going on. This has actually been a pretty messy week, surprisingly. I was surprised with some of the things that have come out. I feel like once every couple of weeks, we see another major influencer fall. But this one was shocking because usually in the past, it's been something that has happened four years ago, something that's happened five years ago, that they like to tweet, they supported Trump or something like that, like bad, but like it was four, four or five years ago. This week, this was surprising because it happened when she was famous and no one really caught it until now. But now that it's been caught, people are angry, rightfully so. So this week it is Anna Shumate, most notably known as Anna Banana. And guys, this is bad. So Anna has probably been famous for upwards of two years, really started to blow up before quarantine, was famous throughout quarantine, moved to LA recently, was part, was part of Not A Content House, now she's part of Just A, Just a House LA. And it this was, like, I wasn't affected by anything she said, but, like, hearing people's reactions that were actually affected by it, it's bad. It's, it, it's, chilling like it got it's disturbing no one wants to read this but that's how you know it needs to be read when something is this uncomfortable and i wish i was able to share on platform with someone that is jewish or a person of color but i was not able to get one on this sort of notice because of what happened it's all been sort of happening recently it's a mess and this all started with another friend who i'll talk about later but I, I don't know if she'll get over this. I do not know. I'm trying to find the exact text. I guess they got taken down. I'll just explain it. So she posts basically the song like this. She was like, comment your favorite dark humor jokes. And dark humor has been too long a mask for displaying racism. Reason, that's what it is. Mostly by people who actually don't know what real dark humor is. And so she commented that, and then there was comments filled with dark humor jokes. She liked some of them. She commented some of her own. She commented this under good ones, according to her, apparently. And so some of the ones she liked were, what's the difference between, and it was like Anne Frank in like a middle schooler, Anne Frank doesn't return home from camp or something like that. Just making fun of the fact that Anne Frank was killed in the Holocaust. And Another one was this. It said, I have black people on my family tree. Let me give a trigger warning, actually. It's, this is very, sorry, I didn't come before this one, but it's very racist, very anti-Semitic, Islamophobic, all of it. So one said, I have black people in my family tree. I just left them hanging. And then she commented, someone was like, give us some of your best ones. And she said, I like my Jews, like I like my food or something like that, burnt and crispy. That is not dark humor at all. I liked Anna. I was a fan of Anna. I followed Anna. I called her spam. This was posted on her spam as well. And this, there's a lot of microaggressions on TikTok and with influencers that need to be called out. And they usually are called out. Those are some things that can be fixed. There's some things you can apologize for. So those are some things that you can educate yourself on. This was blatant, intentional anti-semitism racism while she had a platform this was when she was 16 and a dumb high schooler this was when she had a platform of over a million on her spam alone 
she made jokes about black people being lynched. She liked jokes about the Holocaust, about Jews being killed, about 9-11, about just sexism in general. While she had a platform, over 2 million followers. Something I made on TikTok that I made a post about Ben House Law was like, you'll never catch me apologizing for like 14-year-old mobs for a joke. I get that. I usually agree with him. If it's something that's happened years ago and you're clearly not the same person, yes. This was only a year ago when coronavirus just started, not that long ago, if you really think about it. This wasn't a saying like, hey, bro, that's gay, or saying something like that, like Polo Boy made the apology video about being sus. She's making fun of Black people being lynched. And probably the most tragic genocide in the history of the world. Let me guys let me explain to you guys the difference between dark humor and racism real quick. Dark humor is making fun of your own trauma. Let's say my dad left and I made fun of that, or my grandparents died, or my brother was killed, something like that. I would be allowed to make fun of that because it happened to me. It's my personal experience. I'm allowed to cope with whatever I want to, with jokes, whatever. Or you can make a joke about your own group, your own whatever you identify as. If you're gay, you can make jokes about being gay, like stuff like that. If you're French, you make fun of people being French. I don't want to say what like black people can and cannot do or what Jewish people cannot and cannot do because I'm not one of those. But, or even women are gay for that matter. She is not black. She is not Jewish. She's making fun of their traumas for her own personal enjoyment. That is the difference. She's not joking about the past. She's not joking about anything remotely that happened to her. Even another example of dragon dark would be like, how many dead babies does it take to fix a rule? Like something generic that has not happened based off fictional stuff. She's joking about six million Jews being killed, black people being lynched for decades. Those are the jokes she's choosing to make. There's a difference. If you guys cannot see the difference between dark humor or racism, you should not be on apps like this. So once those receipts got posted on TikTok room, on Twitter, on TikTok alone, people immediately rushed to her fence. You saw the white boys that a couple months ago were calling her overrated, calling her ugly, calling her flat, all that bullshit. All of a sudden, they love her again and be like, don't, don't apologize. Like, y'all are so insensitive. I hate Gen Z. Y'all can't think of a joke. It's dark humor. You guys don't fucking know what dark humor is because every dark humor joke you make, it only has to do with black people or only has to do with the Holocaust. Those are the only dark humor jokes you can make. If those are the only fucking jokes you know of, they aren't jokes. That's what you fucking believe. Like, holy shit, you're fucking racist. That's it. It's that It's that simple. If those are the only fucking things you joke about, look at yourself in the mirror a little deeper. Maybe you'll learn something about yourself. That's besides the point. So people immediately rush to her defense. People will immediately call her out. That's warranted. <laughs> and then we wait about a day. And then the apology comes. And the apology was probably one of the worst apologies I've ever seen in my entire life. This is something that I just don't get about TikTokers or influencers in general. Is when you have a massive fuck up like this. Look to the past. Look at what apologies have actually fucking worked and what has failed. Take time to develop a good apology. Don't do some bullshit run-of-the-mill apology that you know people aren't going to like 
that you know people won't forgive. They don't have to forgive you in the first place, but goddamn, you could at least give a decent apology. Get help if you need it. Talk to people of color. Talk to the communities you have offended. Know what you're apologizing for before you actually apologize. Because this was one of the worst generic apologies. She didn't even say exactly what she was sorry for. All she said was, I liked comments that I showed up and I'm sorry. No, what you need to do is what you need to admit. I liked very racist comments and I let my racial bias, my racial blind spot, my internalized racism, anti-Semitism, sorry, I mispronounced that, but I let that affect me and I made jokes that were not okay. I liked jokes that were not okay. I enabled racism on my page. I created a safe place for people that are anti-Semitic and Islamophobic and homophobic. You need to give examples about exactly what you did and how it was wrong. Because if you don't, the apology is worth nothing. When someone fucks up like this, when they do something extremely bad that is called out for and you need to make an apology, give it a good one, even if it takes a day or two. Make sure you come up with an apology that's worth it and that the people you harmed deserve. They deserve a decent ass apology. At, le- at the very, that's the bare minimum is a good apology. And then she explains, sorry, she was talking fast or whatever. She has a stutter problem. That's not what anyone was upset about is that you didn't apologize for exactly what you did. You just said, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have posted that. You shouldn't have, but you did. So tell us why you posted it. Tell us why you commented those things. Tell us what you're doing to fix it. And then she just gave, which I don't get it. She gave a mini history lesson on like all the things she, so she did like part one about the Holocaust and she explained like what the Holocaust was. Like we haven't taken a basic history class. Then she explained racism and she explained 9-11. Like no one wants a history class. Talk exactly about how horrible these jokes were. What actually happened and how your jokes contributed to anti-Semitic crimes which are rising in the U.S., by the way, or racist jokes that are always at an all-time high. Talk about those. Talk about the history behind each of your jokes, not just racism in general or the Holocaust in general, or talk about how fucking dangerous dark humor was. And then she posted a couple of aesthetics, like stop calling other people snowflakes, like, this is a serious issue and I'm very sorry. Or like, I understand you don't have to give me an apology, but you have like pictures of like beautiful palm trees, sunny LA, like in the background, make it a black stream. Even if you have to do a fucking no type apology. It's these little things that just, I don't get how you can get wrong. Especially when you have that amount of money and resources like I know she does, yet you're making these massive fuck ups post your original fuck up. That just makes the situation worse. It's clear who puts time and effort. And I think her second one was, had a little more effort in it. But, like, that's not the point. People don't want you to teach them. People want you to teach yourself exactly what you did and how it affected and harmed so many. Like, here, I'll give you guys. Um, I believe his username is Aiden. Please stop talking now. He's um, a political content creator was founded tiktok for biden gen z for change stuff like that he's a jewish man too he's gay as well and he gives a lot of insight onto anti-semitism on this app 
And he's actually one of the more nicer people c- compared to what he's been through. He's been like doxxed by Nazis, threatened by white supremacists, all of that. And he's given a lot of leeway to people that I don't know if it deserve it, but even he was like, I read these, like, she needs to be deep. She, she does need to be deep. She won't because she already has, we've seen people do worse and get away with it. So we no, aren't expecting that much, but like, yeah, I recommend you all go follow him and listen to what he has to say because his voice is a lot more important, important than mine in this situation. I just, this was bad. And we've seen all types of stuff like this recently, but like, how do you do that with an account with millions of followers when you're in the public eye? That just shows a lack of fuck. Like she didn't give a fuck at all about who she was affecting or the people that would see her comments. So I'm going to move on from that and sort of let that play out and I'll see how it's going on next week. Because I'm sure we'll have an update on whether she's even back posting. I want, I want to see how long it actually takes this necessary break. She needs to take at least, at the very least, um, a week off. So the next thing that happens to do sort of racism, all of that stuff is Tara. I do not, Tara's world, I think is her TikTok. She's friends with people like Tana, sort of that crowd. She recently did like, a, I'm in the mood to expose some racist TikTokers, so I'm just going to do it. It's only about white women who think they deserve millions of dollars and cookies and kisses from everyone in the world just for calling someone, for telling the world someone is a racist. You were not, and she even put in her comments, I'm doing God's work. No, you are not, babe. You are doing the bare minimum required. You didn't even give anyone's names. You just gave the house. You didn't say who said what. You did it like four months after the fact. Hey, if you really care about this shit, you have done it the night of. But no, you just wait until you're bored and want to do some exposing and get some clout. It's literally the most performative bullshit I've seen in my entire life. Yeah, I'm glad we know now. But holy shit, give us who said exactly what. Because now there's four other people saying different things that we don't know because you don't give a shit enough to clarify. Literally, the most performative. And you're like, I, I like Tana, but you're friends with Tana. You can't. You can't be like, oh, I'm just so above everyone else. And then literally be friends with Tana, who's self-described very fucking problematic. And then try to act like you're holy and above and then doing God's work, exposing the racists. You were not, that pisses me off because so many people do it. Like they'll expose someone out of the classroom and be like, praise me. Give me, give me, give me love and attention. No, babe, you're doing the bare minimum. You probably didn't give a shit about it when it actually happened. You said you yelled in people's faces. Did you though? Did you really yell in people's faces, honey? Yell in Tana's face? I do not think so. So this is just a broader concept of like, stop expecting brownie points for saying that someone is truly a racist. You're not going to get any. Like you get, this doesn't benefit any like people of color or people that racism actually affects by you wanting all the credit or you doing some exposing video. Tell your followers, do that, but don't do it in this most stuck up performative bullshit way that she did it and some of the people and i don't know all the people in the house but karina petro something like that who's best friends with anna banana is that a coincidence i don't think so but i don't proof on that so i'm not gonna say anything but clearly there's a connection there um 
friends with Kayla. She's not friends. The person in the house also was Kayla Patterson, who sort of got famous for like the pouty eyes and everything like that. Oh, the house was Society Las Vegas, I think. Um, yeah, and then there was this guy. It was Jordan Beckham. She was part of the exposing too. I think a guy named Cole took the blame for it all, which I don't think. So I think selling sketches about that because you want to just take the blame for it because like that would ruin your career. But like, especially unless you're like, unless you're like dating one of those girls, you wouldn't do that. I mean, I hope he's actually being honest. That'd be great. Finally, actually someone being honest about it, but I doubt that because we haven't seen it before. Why should we expect it now? So I just needed to touch on that because the way she just acted like she was doing charity or doing like something so spectacular like you're not congrats what else do you want thanks for sharing the information i appreciate that we should have done when it actually happened so we don't seem less performative we should have given us exactly who said what i mean there's other parts i don't watch them but i'm pretty sure she doesn't because i haven't seen anything about that so just stop white women stop it please stop white women so next up, we have Mads is actually on the re- rebound for those of you guys who remember Jaden's basically cheated on her, got with her best friends, we fucked her over. But now it looks like she has a thing with Christian Prelude, who's like best friends with Anna Banana, um, Eva Cudmore, basically all those former Notch girls. Debbie, I think he's close with her too. So he's a good, he looks like a good dude. He always makes, he looks like a pygmy boy kind of, but like he seems like a nice dude. He seems like he cares for them. The weirdest thing to me is he always refers to him and Eva and them as like, we're literally brother and sister. I'm like, you don't know what literally means. You're figuratively brother and sister, but you get my point. It's weird, but I mean, who cares? I'm weird too. Like, who gives a shit? So it looks like they're dating. Um, They posted videos to her basically just wrapping her arms around him, him shirtless in the morning. And Mads had a fucking ginormous hickey like right there on her neck, the front of it. So safe to say they're at least hooking you up. That's good. She, Mads, first of all, Mads has looked amazing these past few weeks. Not saying she didn't look amazing before. She's always been beautiful, but like since her and Jaden have broken up, like she's blown up gloriously. Same with kind of Josh. I think it's just newfound sort of self-respect, newfound confidence, maybe after sort of a toxic relationship, maybe an abusive relationship. That she also did mention that that there someone mentioned it. Maybe was it her? Someone. I think it was a T page maybe that reported it that their relationship was abusive. I don't know if it's physical, mental, emotional, whatever. I 1000% believe no matter what kind of was that there was something going on there. No matter matter what type of abuse she would say, I'd be like, yeah, I see it. He doesn't seem like a great dude. They've been trying to push their relationship on the people. No one cares. Like, I'm so glad no one's talking about it anymore. Do not give them the attention they need. I'm giving it to them right now, but no one's gonna listen to this. So really who gives a shit, but I'm glad for Matt. I hope Josh finds someone soon. I don't think Josh will be. I think Josh was more in love with Nessa than Mads was in love with Jaden. I mean, their relationship has already ended a bunch of times before, and they were probably more close to being finished than Josh and Nessa were. So I hope Josh finds a girl that's right for him. I know he can. There's thousands of people waiting. And guys, girl, any girl listen to this, if you were Josh and consensual sex, don't tell the world, like, oh, my God, I just fucked Josh Richards. Like, let him have his fuckboy face this summer. Let him move on. Let him have some fun, okay? Without having the fear of being exposed or put on TikTok. Like, you're both adults. 
your bros. You know what you're doing. Let's just leave it at that. What happens in Josh's bedroom at Spice stays in Josh's bedroom at Spice. Just be quiet about it, come now. So that's pretty much the news for them. Um, so Zoe Wilburn got engaged. Zoe Thurber's engagement is the funniest shit I've ever seen. So first, it's her, it was at her baby gender baby reveal, and no, I do not think she's pregnant. So there's just no bump, and it's been like months. They already know the gender. There's like there really any bump, maybe a tiny one. It seems fishy to me. So I don't know if there's really a baby in there. I mean, I feel like she wouldn't be able to do this lie that much though, without getting crucified for it. So, but it's hilarious. So she was wearing like a white long dress that went to like probably up to her knees. Sorry about that. And these country cowboy boots. I think she lives in like Indiana. And then Dawson's wearing a long white sleeve collar t-shirt and then like gray skater shorts with like black air forces or something like that. It's hilarious. And then they pop something and then she turns around and he's on his knees and she says yes. And like, babe, a couple months ago or a year ago or two, whatever it was, you were calling him racist, homophobic to you. You're marrying this motherfucker now. You're not going to get in. I don't think they get married for his all. I don't think they stay together. Even if the baby comes, I don't think this, like, this is not going to last, Zoe. And the comments are like, Zoe's trying to change. Let her change. Zoe never took accountability for what she did. So she needs to do that before I can even consider letting her change. Like, I mean, like, moving on from it. Like, I'll still talk about it. I'm not going to, like, be buddy-buddy with Zoe again. Like, she never took accountability for what she did. Therefore, no. It's all fruit from the poisonous tree because no matter what she's doing now, it doesn't matter if she never really apologized sincerely for what she did, never admitted that what she did was wrong. And that's what it comes down to. So there's been some news on the Bachelor front. Um, it seems as if Bachelor contestants are not dealing with Chris Harrison anymore. They do not want him. So this is what happened. Katie, as you guys have know, is the new coming Bachelorette, I believe, for season airs early June. And it just finished wrapping up, actually. Apparently, it took faster than usual, so that's good. And they wanted Chris to come back. They were like, okay, all we need is for him to not do the after time with Rose, give Emmanuel that time with Matt, let him speak his piece, speak their piece, people forget about it, it's good. They called Katie up, she'd be like, yeah, you good with this? Katie not let that happen. Katie was like, no, I do not want him. So this season's host is going to be Tasha and Caitlin, Caitlin Bristow and Tasha Adams, which I'm ecstatic about. They're both two funny ass women who are also very smart and charismatic and beautiful women and i'm excited to have them on especially yeah, for the bachelorette katie should have another female another woman there with her another girl like have someone that can kind of relate to them in the process have the same position knows what they're looking for and then help sort of weed out who's good who's bad all that so she deserves that and i'm glad that katie's tweeting a stand about chris harrison people are literally threatening not they're not going to come to paradise if chris is the host they're not going to become bachelor if chris is host great because all these people who are claiming their allies and all of that and care about the bipoc cast members and crewmates like that's all performance if you don't give a shit if you there's like hey chris is going to be the host if you want to come on to paradise but you'll get like your five minutes fame. no katie took a stand that proves like she's actually probably serious about being an ally like she wants to stick up for her and her doing that means a lot because they can't pin on just people of color now that are complaining because Katie 
would refuse to do with Chris. And so they can't stop hiring people of color or it's afraid they'll get offended because if other white people and their fellow white people that were on the show with them stick up for them, it makes a broader impact and it will actually lead to systemic change in the franchise. So that's something that I'm very, very glad to hear. And I hope it keeps progressing towards the summer into the next season. It looks like Matt and Rachel are also back together, or at least trying to make it work. They're all in. Good for them. No one else should have an opinion on their relationship. If they want to stay together, good for Matt. If they don't, good for Matt. Let him do what he wants. Let Rachel do what she wants. Stop nitpicking every aspect of their new relationship. Okay, and I want to talk about reality Steve real quick. That's what I want to talk about. I have defended reality Steve a lot in the past. I have supported him. I have not sort of brushed off some of the criticisms. I would like to officially, like, I not that my saying any means means anything or that people are gonna listen to this part, but I no longer support Rally Steve. And I don't think anyone should either. Just there's no defending him now. He's been made too many women uncomfortable. He's spoken about women in too many very toxic ways. He's said too many outlandish things. Like it's become repetitive, and he's just a creep. And I hate that Demi was the one who had to expose him for telling her her about the vivid sex dream he had about her and I because like Demi's a horrible person too but it did happen and she did not deserve that and it was a very very just gross thing to do because you're a 40 year old man she's like a 25 year old woman she's a can't say no because then she's afraid that you'll release information about her you outed her publicly it's an issue so thank you guys so much for listening to this I'll be back this weekend or next week, early next week, probably, hopefully, with a guest. Um, hopefully, there's a little more tea to go around. I need some TikTok on to start heating up again. But thank you guys for listening. Have a safe week. Oh, I got my second shot that last week. So I'm fully vaccinated. Let's wear our masks in public, guys. Love you guys.